Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our mind. Hey. This episode's gonna be on our mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was Before we started recording, I was like, I'm a little, I mean, we're gonna get into it. It might get a little intense. <laughs> a little therapeutic action. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this is a relatable topic for I think it people. will be. I think our age demographic will yeah. understand. So we're the title of this episode is um, The Hustle versus the Hobby. But another title we almost went with was <laughs> Confession. We're busybodies. Yeah. <laughs> we have no chill. No. We have hashtag no chill. The two of us. So we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. And our internal struggles with that. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Right. And I just had an espresso cup. So I'm going to be You're going to be caffeinated. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, if we want to get into salty sweets, I have a like, combined it. one for this episode. Bring it on. What is it? Well, as of recording this, because we're recording a bit ahead, it's like in like five or six weeks I leave for Italy. Hey, that's awesome. So I think it's actually like when this episode comes out, I think we're leaving the following week for Italy, which is very exciting. But because I have no chill, I'm feeling a little stressed and overwhelmed about all of the planning that I still want to do before we go, because as we know, I'm a planner. Yes. And, you know, it's a long trip for us, and we're going to be in three different cities, and... Right. I want to be a little, like, more planned than normal for this one, just to make sure we hit, like, all the sightseeing spots and different places and stuff. So, I still have a lot of prep work to do, and it just feels like I have no time in which to do all of that. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to have to put something else on the back burner in the meantime and be like, I need to plan this trip before we go. So yeah. this is kind of a priority right now. Well, you booked your flights. Mm-hmm. Do you and have we, your hotels? We did book our Airbnbs. Then you're fine. So that's good. Your um, basic necessities are covered. From yeah. here, you just have to have fun. Yeah. You just have to be so, like, but I what have, are the possibilities? I have to plan my fun. <laughs> but that's fun. A little bit. Yeah. Planning fun is fun. Yeah, it will be. And especially, like, once I get into it when I plan a trip like this, I really do have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But it's like, I kind of have to do the thing where, like, you just dive in. So is it just the time it's going to take to plan stressing you out? Yeah, because it's the kind of thing I would normally do on my lunch breaks, but I feel like every day when I look at my to-do list during my lunch break, I'm like, I have 17 things to do, and I don't know which one to work on, Yeah, they all feel like a priority, and I also have a ton of emails to look at, and I'm just like, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) so you end up dropping it. Yeah, so I'm just like, I can get one of these things done. Well, maybe it's just as like, we're going to take this evening, and we're going to me and Robert are going to sit down and we're going to hash mm-hmm. out and make a list of what needs to get done. And then yeah. from there, it's like divide and conquer or we need to sit down and like, let's chunk this out or whatever. Our plan is to book a hotel near the airport in New York for the night we get back. Yeah. Because then you can leave your car there and just pay for the hotel and parking all together. Yeah. 
Which they tell you it's a deal. It's not really a deal. It's like the same amount, but it's fine. Yeah. But I'm like, I'd rather like pay this money and also have a hotel room to come back to after a long day of travel. Yeah. I think I'm going to have Robert take care of that. But I told him I was kind of like feeling overwhelmed by all the other planning to do. He's like, just don't do it. And I was like, are you insane? <laughs> like, do you know how much more stressed I would be if I yeah. wake up in Italy and don't have some semblance of a plan? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah. I think it's because you, you want to feel like you've done everything that you possibly could while yeah. you're there. Mm-hmm. And you've also been to Italy before. So, like, there are certain places that you want Robert to experience. Exactly. And there's, like, a list in your head. And there's, like, only so, so many, days. many like, yeah. landmarks and museums and stuff that I actually want to go to. And Italy is such a dense. Oh, yeah. Like, you could spend your entire life in Italy and never see everything. Yeah. So, I think I'm going to do more loose planning where it'll be, like, today we're hitting up, like, these one or two landmarks and this neighborhood that it's in. So, yeah, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun stuff, but it's just one of those things, again, that I feel like I don't have the time for. Yeah. I think I'm feeling, like, a little bit pressured to make sure we hit everything. Italy is just the best. I'm so excited that... You're going because I just want to relive <laughs> all these things. Yeah. Well, you'll have to give me your recommendations too. Yes, definitely. And I need to look at your Rome travel guide on your website. Yeah, that one I tried to like fully flesh out everything on that. So yeah, yeah, cool. But like I said, <laughs> my sweet is that I'm going to you're going to, to Italy. Italy in like six weeks or a week from when you hear it's this. Exciting. So that's obviously something to be happy about. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah. What about you? Um, my salty is taxes. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, as a freelancer, a hustler. Yeah. Um, I just get really overwhelmed by that stuff. I feel like you're so systematically organized yeah. with keeping track of everything. I am not. Mm-hmm. So I always hit a point in early February where mm-hmm. all the paperwork's come in and I'm like, oh, I got to like get oh. organized. So... <laughs> Again, it was like taking the time to sit down and actually hash out all my expenses and hash mm. out all of the income. And um, it's just it's just time and it's stressful because with freelancing, I have a full-time job and then I also freelance. So it's like I will get some money in return for my full-time job. Yeah. But then it gets taken away from me yeah. with my freelance. So like right. I kind of expect to break even or be, mm-hmm. I might owe money. I don't know. Yeah. But then I, I have like a tax money advisor mm-hmm. who does this for me and she's walked me through everything. And I was, I felt so much better with her overseeing everything for mm-hmm. the first time last year Yeah. that I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay for her again this year just for peace of mind. And then mm-hmm. once I feel like I'm good, which I feel like after this year, yeah, I'm going to do something like TurboTax or yeah. quick, like, what are the other TurboTax. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I feel like by next year, I should be solid with just understanding how I should be doing this. Yeah. Like, what counts and what doesn't and blah, blah, Right. So, anyway, I'm, so I have to pay her, so that's, like, an extra expense. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's just stressful. I don't like it. <laughs> and also, what system do we have for taxes? It's like... Oh, it's crazy. Oh, we live in America. You owe us taxes. You owe us money. Make sure you fill out this form exactly right or we're going to come after you. Yeah. P.S. We're not going to tell you how much you actually owe. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> But don't do it wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, what? It's so stupid. Where in other countries, filling out taxes is like half a sheet of paper. Yeah. And then the government takes care of it. Wouldn't that be nice? Right? It It is 
and again, like the fact that you have to pay money to pay your taxes. Yep. Like you're either paying someone or like TurboTax costs money. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and time. Yeah. So it's kind of discriminatory. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a luxury to take care of your taxes. Yeah. And you know, I, if I were just, you know, if I had one employer, I don't think it would stress me out quite as much, but mm-hmm. Being a freelancer is, I mean, it's just stressful. I just yeah. can't, like, it, so I did get it done, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, I have an impending cost I know that's coming around the corner. Yeah. It took a lot of time out of the things I wanted to be doing, and mm-hmm. it's like, <clears throat> Do you set money aside from your freelance income for taxes? I Now I do. Yeah. Yeah. Just knowing, like, okay, well, I can expect X amount of dollars will be yeah. owed or whatever. Right. But it's also so weird because... You know, my contract for my teaching job changed, so, like, I don't Mm. really know what my... Right. It's just going to be interesting to see. Because I just make, like, Robert makes a decent amount of money on the side. Yeah. um, And I make him put 30% of all of his income in a savings account to pay taxes. That's smart. Yeah. And he always is annoyed by it. And I'm like, listen... This way, that way it's covered. you have to pay your taxes, which I pay his estimated taxes quarterly, I have money to pay him. Yeah. Like, if you just pretended that this money was yours, you would spend it. Yep. And then you would be like, oh, no, I owe hundreds of dollars <laughs> or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Or thousands. Right. Well, when you make it big, you can hire me. I know. I was going to say, you're the person I should hire. <laughs> So my sweet, though, is that I was struck by inspiration. I feel like I've been in a weird creative rut for Mm -hmm. maybe like two three years yeah like obviously making the podcast was a creative thing that we worked on together Mm -hmm. but it's been a long time since an idea really struck me and I was like I have to do that that's such a cool idea Mm -hmm. I have to make this happen and it fell into my lap like about a week ago and I was so overwhelmed with the idea that I couldn't sleep at night and like it was keeping me up which you would think would sound negative but (laughs) it actually is a good thing because it's making me really interested and curious and looking into other like things I never thought about and anyway I'm really excited about it and it makes me happy that finally after two three years like the creative burst has like exploded in my brain yeah Yeah. I don't know do you ever feel like you go through creative ruts I'm in one (laughs) Hello. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Welcome to my current life. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like, mm-hmm. I've read so many books about creativity because my former podcast was about like creative, creative people and also travelers. So I read so much about it with like Big Magic and mm-hmm. all sorts of other books like don't or think like an artist, whatever. Mm-hmm. And people have different philosophies about creativity, but after a while, I was just sort of like, you know, I I sort of like shrugged it off and I was like, you know what, maybe it's just not like my time. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep like pressing forward and just keep doing what I'm doing. Like I haven't really posted on my blog. I haven't really mm-hmm. like, you know, if I wanted to, I did, but it was sort of like, eh, yeah, casual, not going to stress out about it. Mm-hmm. And I've been working so much on Dame Traveler stuff. Right. But finally, a personal like project, passion project has like... Basically, like, knocked on my door and was like, hey. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. Because I feel like this idea, if I just let it sit there, someone else is going to do it. Right. Or it's going to be me. And I want it to yeah. be me. So. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. I think my passion project recently has just been trying to get my body to work properly. 
that's a job. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's probably been the main thing yeah. that I've been, like, researching and focusing on. It's just, like... That's a depth of like, knowledge, too. trying to be a healthy person yeah. with, like, my gut health and all that stuff, which I do find super interesting. Yeah. I love stuff like that that I can actually apply to my real life. Yeah. But it's not creative. It is, though. I mean, I feel like creative is, like, people think it has to be artistic or, mm-hmm. I don't know, inspirational, but... That's not necessarily the case. Like, I yeah. feel like these ruts that we get into happen when it's not necessarily we're uninspired, but we're just sort of, like, chugging along. Yeah. And nothing's really, like, sparked us off. But you could be totally interested in something and just be, like, take on your curiosity and find it endlessly fascinating. And then mm-hmm. you end up being like, I really like reading about gut wellness. <laughs> yeah. You know, probiotics. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and there's communities out there and there's, you know, all sorts of different avenues you can go. So I don't think that's not creative. Yeah, I guess so. I just think people have to change their, reframe the narrative. Right. (laughs) The ironic part about me post, like being like, my sweetest, I have a new passion project (laughs) is that it is another project. Right. So... Perfect segue into our our big topic. topic, the hustle versus the hobby. Oof. So is this new idea, like it's a hustle or is it is it more of a hobby? That's a good question. I feel like I'm still trying to set the foundation of what this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. My goal is to have a fleshed out plan mm-hmm. at the end of the month. Although so, you bought it. I bought a domain. domain. So technically, I mean, I guess it could still be a hobby if you have a website, but I feel like having a website for it pushes it more into a hustle yes. category. And I guess my question question I've had to ask myself is like, is this something that is monetizable, mm-hmm. if that's a word? And do you want it to be? And Right. And or is do you this need it something to be? that I want it to be? Or is this something I could give up my time to really invest in? Time too is a whole different thing. Because mm-hmm. hobbies are sort of like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to go do my ceramics class this week. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Or like, you know, this is a big investment. Right. As far as like timing goes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm still figuring it out. I don't even know what it's really going to look like, what the shape of it is actually going to be. But yeah. I like the idea and I like the concept enough that I'm willing to give up some other stuff to make it work. Right. So hmm. I don't know. I think I have to unpack the idea that. It doesn't have to be a hustle, you know? Which we're going to get into today. Yeah, so that's one thing that I have to... I feel like we're going to come back to this. Yeah. So this topic came up because you and I have been... Yes. ...kind of noticing and talking to each other a lot about different articles about how, like, our generation seems to have lost hobbies or everyone has a side hustle. And What does that mean? And why? why are we doing it? Is it necessary? Or, like, what does that mean about our generation and all this stuff? Which we have a few different articles. We'll probably reference a few of them. But we'll link to a bunch in the show notes. If you want to, like, pause here, maybe go read a couple, get a sense of what we're talking about, and then come back. You could do that. The one that really sparked us off was if you don't want to have kids, you don't have to want a career instead. Yeah, that one's kind of, like, blew my mind and is one I keep thinking about. Right. Because it's literally... I think hit an idea on the head. Like I think our generation of women Mm -hmm. 
have to wrestle with the idea of like, I'm a career woman. I'm a girl boss. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm here to change the world versus like mommy culture. Right. And there are women that now do both. Yeah. I feel like I grew up more thinking I'm going to be a career woman and a mom. Right. And no one can stop me. Right. (laughs) You know, like I can do both. Yeah. But this article was interesting because people often assume if you don't want kids that you're, like, focusing on your career. But the truth is, you don't have to have either. Yeah, like, what if you just want a job that you tolerate and it pays your bills and you're fine with it and then you come home and you chill and you chill out and you do whatever you want and you have great peace of mind and you just have a nice life what a thought <laughs> like oh my god but like what? that is it, it's almost like a return to an older generation's mindset of what work was because don't mm-hmm. you think in like blue collar oh, work yeah. with industrialization of America, like people clocked in, clocked out, you go yeah. home, you th- that's it. But right. I guess there was more of a focus on family back then as opposed to now. Like now mm-hmm. it's becoming more accepted if people just generally do not want to have children. Back mm-hmm. during this older generation, perhaps that wasn't the case. But seriously, I, I, I love this article. People should go read it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it really just sort of, for me, when I shared this to you, I thought, like, we've talked about a lot how there's a lot of pressure with our age group to, like, have kids, to be a career woman, and to do it both, and you have to be, like, a total girl boss while also managing this awesome home life and mm-hmm. make everything look Instagrammable and perfect, right. and there's so many women that flawlessly pull that off mm-hmm. that it or seems... Or they make it look that way. Yeah, and it seems attainable... Mm-hmm. But it's also like it's okay if you don't want both. Yeah, it's okay if you if you're just doing what you need to do to get by, mm-hmm. and then you're having a chill life at home. And yeah, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have an internal desire to. You don't have to do those things. Is what it comes down to. Right. You just don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the other ones we um, read and we'll link to are called "Why Don't Millennials Have Hobbies." Why are young people pretending to love work? (laughs) The harm and hustle culture. And millennials are obsessed with side hustles because that's all we've got. (laughs) Yeah. That one was funny because it's it's a realistic look at financially, like, what's going on, too. Mm -hmm. So the climate of what it means to live in 2020 and, you know... Yeah. Have student loans and all sorts of fun stuff. Because we are, we are a generation with the most debt. Like, yes. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people are picking up these side hustles instead of hobbies because there's this been, there's a promise of being able to pay your bills. Yeah. So that's right. a whole uglier side of side hustle culture. Yeah. That we, I feel like side hustle to me, it like, Side hustle, in my mind, is more of, like, something that's maybe, like, creative or a personal project that also brings in some income as opposed to just a second job. Right. Second job is, like, yeah, I have a second job to pay my bills. Yeah. Side hustle is a little more, like, I have a hobby that I'm trying to turn into income. Right. But I think the dark side of this, like, side hustle thing is that we've been promised that if you do a side hustle... It can be monetized. Right. And that your life could, you could just be doing this. Yeah. It could turn into your real job. Full-time job. Mm-hmm. And like, 
certainly that does happen for some people, but I think a lot of people, including the two of us, walked into blogging and Mm -hmm. social media with the promise of that, and it didn't necessarily turn out that way. Mm -mm. And instead, we stressed ourselves out and Mm -hmm. made ourselves... I mean, I felt failure and guilt over... Not attaining that, and that's hard to unpack. That's something that I've thought about a lot with my blog because I I have stepped away from it more, but I used to have this dream of turning my blog into a job, and I have let go of that dream, and now I'm like, oh, I failed at that. And as someone who always excelled in school and everything was like the top of my class, to be like, I had this dream and I failed at it, it's upsetting. I feel the exact same way. But also, when I started my blog, I I knew that it was a really difficult thing to achieve. Like, the percentage of bloggers who have turned it into their um, full-time income is very, very small. Yeah. And especially to have income enough to support you, very small. So. Yes. When I started my blog, I knew it was a long shot, so I even made myself a list of goals, like, what do I actually want to achieve from my blog? And a lot of it was, like, have fun, like, create recipes, like, make art and whatever. So it's like, in that sense, I did not fail, but I'd be lying if I said that I didn't actually care about making it my job. Oh, And yeah. in that part, I did fail. Yeah. But then it's like... <laughs> yeah. Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's almost it's almost impossible. Yeah. See, for me, I think it for me, it was a lot about identity. Like mm-hmm. my I, I graduated college and I was always sort of like I I liked teaching, but I never really felt like my whole life I've worked this hard to become a music teacher. It mm-hmm. was like I found success in teaching music. Um, I do get joy out of it and I do yeah. think it's fulfilling. But, like, an identity thing of I am a music teacher, like, there was something missing in that statement. Yeah. For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Either I made that or, like, maybe I do have a higher calling that I just don't feel like I'm doing yet. Mm -hmm. But my identity was so tied to, like, I'm so much more than a music teacher. Like, I'm a traveler and I'm a a writer and, like, all these sort of things. And I'm so creative and I'm an actor and Mm -hmm. this stuff. Like, I felt like I had to have a identity that was this brand, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I have a like my blog, like I love to travel and I'm thoughtful and I'm a good mm-hmm. writer and that was tied mm-hmm. so close to me and when th- there were all these like promises like oh you could totally make this something that's mm-hmm. a job and I thought wouldn't that be cool mm-hmm. to be basically just myself and sharing my thoughts online and mm-hmm. like that's who I am. Yeah. And I've been successful with being who I am. But then, then, see, I think you have achieved, at least, like, online and stuff, like, your Instagram. I think you do put forth that version of yourself really well. So then you have to ask yourself, like, yeah, <laughs> this is where it is comes this... back to, like, is it okay that you are a music teacher as your job, but the rest of your life and your persona... Yeah is all these other things that you love. This is something I talk about (laughs) later in our questions. I feel like a lot of times now, I feel like I'm living two lives because Mm -hmm. I have my real job. Yeah. And then I have this whole different identity. Yeah. That 
I like where's the where's the meshing of the two? Well, it's uh, right now what we're doing. It's us talking about this. Like the <laughs> most real I am is like this podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like as I'm being broadcasted through people's ears, but it's yeah, it's this conundrum to me, right? So it's like this dual thing. I just don't understand. Yeah. And I think a lot of people. And the thing is, I shouldn't really care. <laughs> like just share whatever you want to share. Yeah. Like, but the idea of failure, mm-hmm. I feel really really intensely too, because I think I found more success professionally in my career as a teacher mm-hmm. than I have on social media or mm-hmm. Instagram followers or whatever it is. Yeah. But like, why do we set these expectations mm-hmm. so that we feel failure? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Well, why don't we back yeah. up a little bit, um, just for context and let's each list our side hustles as they currently stand. This is going to be painful. Okay. <laughs> Get ready. All right. Okay. I am a travel editor and writer for Dame Traveler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have my own personal blog, this podcast. I used to have another podcast. Uh-huh. Um, this new project <laughs> that I'm debating if that's going to be a hustle. Yeah. Um, and I am also a play slash musical director at our middle school. Mm-hmm. Which is part of my career, but not really. It's mm. extra. I get an extra stipend for that. Okay. And I also used to teach lessons, but it was too much. So. Wow. Okay. So in addition to my full-time job, I have my blog that I work on, which even though I haven't posted on it, I'm still it's working still on it behind the scenes doing this damn redesign. <laughs> uh, so still taking up a lot yeah. of time. Um, I do this podcast. I do very occasional freelance work. Robert and I are working on building a wedding photography side hustle. Mm-hmm. So we have like at least one or two weddings coming up this year that we're doing. And then I also help Robert with all of his side hustles. Because, You're like a manager. <laughs> yeah. So Robert is working on building his side business and I am basically transitioning into his like Assistant. business manager and financial advisor accountant person which is a bunch of roles you haven't even listed like (laughs) yeah scheduler (laughs) yeah financial advisor yeah it's like Mm -hmm. all these things Mm -hmm. so the next question is is this how we pictured our adult lives panning out (laughs) uh why don't you take that one (laughs) well um this is what's funny is back at the end of college I was so burnt out because yeah. It was not a side hustle, but oh my gosh, my college experience was intense. I worked very hard, many yeah. long hours. And by the end of it, I was so tired. And I remember thinking like, oh, wouldn't it be so nice one day to just have a job that I go to and then I come home and I can like relax and, and do what I have want. to do a million other things. Yeah. And like watch TV and like cook dinner and whatever, which I do those things, but that's not like my evening. That's like the thing I do because I need to. That's the preface. I eat your... dinner and we watch TV while we eat dinner. And then I go do all of the other things yeah. or try to do all the other things in addition to like running my house yeah. and keeping that nice and taking care of a dog and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like no, <laughs> although I might have a little bit because... As being an art student, I one version I pictured of myself is as a freelancer. Right. 
which can be kind of haphazard and like you're just working all the time because you just have to bring in money however you can. Yeah. So I don't know, but it, it wasn't my ideal. Right. I don't think. Well, it definitely wasn't for me. I mean, I don't, I was so, the opposite. I graduated and I was like, the possibilities are endless. Where am I going to (laughs) go? Like I had no direction. I didn't graduate burnout like you, but I definitely didn't have the idea that like I'd have a zillion different responsibilities Mm -hmm. that I put upon myself. I don't think our, our parents' generation didn't. No. At least the way we grew up. No. It's not like our parents came home from work and then did other work-related things. No, not at all. They were, like, taking care of us and... Yeah. So why do you think we've gravitated towards hustles instead of hobbies? Like, Uh, why aren't we just doing things that make us happy in our free time and just letting it be that? I don't know. I feel like the promise of making your passions your life. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's what mine comes down to is that kind of like what you were saying where you're like, I didn't imagine that my dream was to become a music teacher. Yeah. I think a lot of this for me has to do with the fact that my day job was a pure accident that fell mm-hmm. into my lap. So it's not like I didn't have to try to get my job. And the, the stupid thing about this is that I love my job. Right. It's a great job. I enjoy doing it. It's super low stress and all that stuff. I get to be creative. I get to use my skills that I went to school for, which right. is yeah. a, a blessing of its own because a lot of our peers don't have that. No. Yeah. Um, they have to find a completely different... Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I was very young when I started there. I was only like 22. So I think in my mind, it was still like a starter job and it wasn't like my dream for where I would end up. Mm -hmm. So I think I was still allowing myself, like I wasn't even a year out of college when I got that job. So to think that I would be in that job for like 30 years or something just wasn't even a thought. And I was like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And also at my job, there's nowhere for me to go. I'm I'm it. (laughs) Right. The like upward ascension into it. There's like, that's it. There's no other way to climb There's nowhere for me to go. And I had these other ideas about what I could be. And so I was, like, striving for this, like, loftier goal. And um, the other thing, too, is that I got sucked in through this Instagram blogger life of, like, what life could be. And I definitely felt like, and I still think this would be the ideal for me, is to to be able to have a job where you work for yourself and you enjoy it and it pays well. That's, like, that's better the goal. Like, better than any, you know, office job that you could have. That, to me, I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. And I think this is where, like, our generation comes into it. In my mind... I felt like, and I think I still feel this way, which is why this is upsetting. I was like, oh, if I want to have a career and a family, Mm -hmm. the only way I can do that is to work for myself. And to work for myself, I need to create a job for myself. Right. Hence the side hustle. Right. Because 
certain jobs do not have the supports mm-hmm. or the financial means yeah. to really support a family the way that this other promised idea of a job could. Yeah. It's hard because, like, we are raised Americans, right? The American dream is that you work your nine-to-five job, you come home to your McMansion house with your <laughs> used car, <laughs> and you have, like, a dog and two children and a picket mm-hmm. white fence and everything's great. Yeah. And the promise of, like, being able to be a small business owner or, mm-hmm. like, that's that's what we're, we've been raised as, like, the dream or the goal. But I think that's mm-hmm. actually changed a lot with our age group because mm-hmm. I think there's been this, like, entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah that's been promoted Mm -hmm. and we've seen successes with people who just have that great idea or they started their own business and it's a rousing success. Mm -hmm. And I think like when you are smart and like you are, you know, passionate and not, not to mention like you and I are doers. Mm -hmm. Like if we say we're going to do something, we do it and we find a way to make it work. Right. So when you have this thing, it feels like in the palm of your hand, Mm -hmm. And it feels like I could be just like that. Like, I'm yeah. an entrepreneurial person. Right. And it just, it that idea, that's why it becomes a hustle versus a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's like, as soon as money becomes, or yeah. an identity, or a yeah. brand becomes a thing. Which also probably comes back to our generation. How many times were you asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. It wasn't ever... You're going to grow up and get a job when you are old enough to get a job. It was like, what do you, what is your dream? Right. What is, like, we never thought, we were never taught to think about getting a job that was just a job. It was like, what do you want to be? Right. And that's like, that's the ultimate thing is like your title. Right. Right. Which is why if you're (sighs) a music teacher, I'm like, I didn't want to be a music teacher when I grew up. Yeah. And now I'm kind of grown up and I'm a music teacher. So this is maybe not right. Yeah. Or it or doesn't like, feel right. It's like, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Not enough. You know? Like, I personally, day to day, I love my job. Like, mm-hmm. I love that I'm able to make an impact with kids. By no means is the title music teacher not good. Yeah. But for me, it just feels like, but that doesn't really, I have so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the same way I've, I'm sure you feel like, I'm a gravestone etcher. Yeah. It's like, no, you're an artist and like, yeah. you know, we're able to do so many things that are aligned with what we went to school with Mm -hmm. but for some reason it's just like there's a missing piece that yeah we're constantly aspiring to so anyway next question why do you think we personally struggle so much with stress slash hustling what do you think i have a couple thoughts one i think i've really become this victim of the american like work mentality Mm -hmm. i wish i was more chill about i have an idea and i think it's awesome and like i'm just gonna you know I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I wish I could just, like, make a chill hobby. Mm -hmm. But I think that I've subconsciously adopted the American work mentality. I know it's wrong Mm -hmm. because we're not just whatever we produce. to be working all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That and I subconsciously kind of judge people who Mm. are, quote, unquote, lazy. Like the people... In that first article you mentioned, who, like, yeah. just, like, do a job and then come home yeah. and watch Netflix I guess and hang out with their cats. One thing I care, like, <laughs> I feel is a very, maybe this is what it comes down to. I value in myself the fact that I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm constantly wanting to learn new things. 
So yeah. why aren't you right constantly wanting to learn new things and yeah you know like why aren't you trying this and why aren't you taking a class like that and what you know what yeah I mean? when so, really that person might be just as happy or happier than you yeah living their life yeah and they're like i've got everything i need i'm good i'm good but like i <laughs> maybe it's like a a value of myself that i think everyone should value that within themselves but mm. that's wrong not right. everyone needs to have the same values as me. Right. And I think, like, low-key, I judge people who don't have that innate drive mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, obviously, we don't have much in common because, mm-hmm. like, I think the main reason you and I connected was because we were, like, striving for other right. things. <laughs> and we immediately were talking about blogging and planning Feast of St. Pizza and, like, we had yeah. so many projects. Mm-hmm. But, like, all my friends are sort of like that. Yeah. You know, maybe that's just something that I think is not, I don't know. It's hard to really put in the word. I don't want to judge people for Mm -hmm. not having projects or hobbies, but yeah, I think it says a lot about a person, what they spend their time doing. So, cause I do so much stuff in my free time. Right. So I don't know. Well, my answer to this question was, it's my only existence (laughs) (laughs) because Stress slash hustling. I have been a busy person since fifth grade. Same. When I started playing sports and doing all these extracurriculars, being in the band, taking piano lessons, like, you name it, I have always had, like, hobbies and whatever, like, extracurriculars that took up all of my time. Every day. And then I went straight into college where I was just, like... Working. Possibly the busiest I've ever been, but it was like just my classwork and homework, but it was literally 12 hours a day of class and work. That's your life. Um, seven days a week. So that's why I was so burnt out by the end of college. And that's why I had this dream of having a job that I could just go to, which I have now, mm-hmm. but then just coming home. And, like, maybe working out, making dinner, watching TV. And I have almost never had that existence since I graduated college. Almost 10 years ago. Do you think you're... Because you you got that. You have that right now if you just cut out all the extra stuff you do. I think the problem was as soon as I... So I started my job almost, like, the same day I met Robert. Mm Mm-hmm. And that would have been probably the moment I could have kind of fallen into this. But by that time, I already kind of had the idea for my blog. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I'm in, like, a new relationship and whatever. And then I moved in with Robert. So then you're, like, moving in and, like, getting your place set up and stuff. And then almost immediately, I started my blog, which was also right around the time we got engaged. So then I was also planning a wedding. And so, like... It's just been one thing after the other that's been going on. And obviously the blog was like, like you're talking about this new passion project idea. That was my passion project. It was very exciting, but it was also a ton of work Mm -hmm. and turned into this side hustle. Like it wasn't just for pure fun. Right. It was to um, get my work out there for possible freelance connections. It was to make friends and connections online. It was to build skills. It was to right. hopefully bring in some income in some form. Like the goal was to have this be the starting point of some, the next step. Yeah. Or like of my freelance career. So now looking back on that, and I think we've both admitted 
obviously that didn't work. <laughs> like, <laughs> or maybe it's going to be looking different. Like, mm-hmm. do you think that you would be okay now just shutting down all the extra stuff? And why not? I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I feel like I'm very much the same way as you where, like, I, I think I would feel like... Like, who am I? Like, without all this. Yeah. And this is another thing I've been thinking about a lot recently where I'm like, oh, this is kind of the first time in my life that I haven't had a big goal that I'm striving for. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you grow up, you're going to school, and then you're like, where am I going to go to college? What am I going to study? And then you go to college, and you're like, this What's is what I career? hope to be, and yeah. whatever. And then I had the blog as this, like, lofty goal, and now I don't have one. And I was like, what do- what do I do? I was like, do I need to become a Zumba instructor? Do I need to like... <laughs> You're planning out the next thing. I'm like, do right. I need to become an accountant on yeah. the side? I don't know. Like, why can't I just be happy with where I am? Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Because I feel like if I shut off at whatever, whenever I return home from work, shut off and I just chill. Mm-hmm. Or I do what I would like to do for that evening and not really think about it. Mm-hmm. Would I be happy? And my answer is, ah, uh, probably not. Probably not. But why? Like, why do we think that we couldn't just like do the things we enjoy? But then I also think, say I shut off all this other side stuff that I do, and I was like, I'm just gonna do whatever I feel like doing then I'm probably going to be, like, reading books or learning new things because, like you, I'm also yep. curious and like to learn stuff. And then would I end up just finding Making something else? Thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think priorities are important, too. I don't know. Well, I guess that also comes down to the question of, like, is it bad for us to be this way like I think we both have admitted that we obviously struggle with relaxing which is not great no but what if we could somehow get better at relaxing but still be side hustlers like do you think that's fine so one thing our next question was what do we what do we personally think about doing to stop like this busy body thing Mm -hmm. and I said like setting more boundaries Mm -hmm. with myself and my time Mm -hmm. which I think is something that would if I just had more of a balance you have from you know, 6.30 to 8.30 to do what you need. Mm-hmm. And then from, you don't, you can't do it past 8.30. And mm. before then you can't do it either. Mm. Or like you mm-hmm. can spend three hours this weekend doing something. That's it. Yeah. And then prioritizing other so, things. Yeah. Maybe like to find that balance between the side hustle and things that are pure hobby mm-hmm. and know that you have a hobby that's a thing that's just fun and relaxing and you enjoy doing it. Yeah. And there's no bigger reason behind it yeah. except the act of doing it. But I think it's also acknowledging the fact that we have the tendency to make hobbies into hustles. So, for example, mm-hmm. what's a hobby I would be interested in doing? I don't know. I'd like to learn how to make ceramics. Okay. Well, that's fine, but you cannot go into that hobby thinking, mm-hmm. I'm going to start selling ceramics. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we both love to work out, but it's mm-hmm. not like... Yeah. Well, that's actually another thing was I realized that I don't think I fully allowed myself to think of working out as a hobby. It is, though. It totally is for me, especially because um, I I really do love doing it. But I think I've thought of it more as something I, as much as I love it, 
do you have it's to like do? oh well that's that's a priority and i i should be doing that every day and it's for my health but also it's a hobby for me yeah yeah but then i've also had thoughts from like should I become a fitness class instructor? That's what I mean, though. And teach, but like, one or two classes a week? <laughs> acknowledging that you've had this thought and being like, girl. Right. Settle stop. down. <laughs> stop. Because I've had those thoughts, too. So I think for me, personally, I need to set more boundaries. Then an hour before bed, I'm going to shut down all the stuff. I'm going to do mm-hmm. my nighttime routine. Then I have an hour where it's like I'm reading. And I'm mm-hmm. not reading for personal I don't know, projects. Yeah. I'm not reading to like, like read research. a novel or something. Yeah. Read something that is completely off the radar of whatever I'm working on. Right. I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> well, I think that's a good idea. I think for me that wouldn't really work because there are a lot of nights when I only have an hour to do mm-hmm. my side hustle stuff because you get home from work earlier than me. Yeah. Well, I've mentioned before that I'm planning for this summer to be the summer of chill. Yeah, talk more about this. So, this comes from me feeling like a lot of burnout about basically everything we're talking about. And, um, so my plan is to not work on the podcast or the blog Mm -hmm. at all for the summer when we take our summer break from the podcast. Which is great, by the way, for us. Yeah, it is very good for us. Um, so... And I was thinking about it. I was like, so, like, what do what would I, like, want to do with my time when I'm not doing this? And this is where I was thinking, like, oh, I think I want to, like, allow myself to think of fitness as a hobby. And maybe I'll, like, work out more in the evenings as well. Or, like, go Try for a walk else. while I listen to a podcast on a nice summer evening or whatever. It was like, and I want to read more bi- more books because... I love reading, but I don't read enough anymore. Mm-hmm. So I want to make that a priority. And I want to, like, have fun with cooking again. Yeah. Um, not feel, like, pressed for time when we're making dinner. Or recipe testing. Or recipe testing. Just like, pure Just, cooking. like, have fun with it and whatever. And I had this light bulb moment of, like, oh, my God. When I'm at the beach with my family, my main two activities that I do, going for runs and reading books. And making margaritas. And, mar- yeah, drinking <laughs> and eating snacks. Yeah. But, and then I was like, wait a minute. I'm an adult. Why am I not living my entire life like I'm at the beach? <laughs> Seriously. Why? And, I mean, obviously a lot of it is when you're on vacation, you are more able to set other things aside. And you're like, this is just time for me. So this is not, like, you can't live your whole life as a vacation. That's why we have vacations. Yeah. But... It really was a light bulb moment of like, oh, I could just like live my life and like have fun cooking and work out and read books and watch Netflix. That could be my life. That could be my life. <laughs> what a thought. So, so yeah. that's what this summer is for you. That's what this summer is for me. And the other thing is I recently started a gratitude practice. Ooh. What are you doing? So, um... It's from Forever 35. I think it was inspired by a lot of things. But every night before bed, I have a little notebook by my bed with a pen, and I write down um, two things that I'm grateful for from the day. And kind of almost more like what made me happy today, or what am I grateful for? But a lot of times it ends up being something that made me happy. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is kind of a big statement, but 
I've been depressed and I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> it's my turn to cry on the podcast. Um, Can we hug? Yeah. <laughs> We're hugging. Thanks. Um, but I've been thinking about like a lot of this stuff and um, like especially that first article about like what if you just live your life and um, go to work and come home and like do, you know, relaxing stuff. And, um, and I've been thinking about like, I have a great job. I'm in a great marriage. I have great families like mine and my in-laws. And I'm like, why, why do I feel like there's this thing missing? Like what we've been talking about with yeah. Why am I constantly hustling for something else? And I've been trying to understand it, which is why I really wanted us to talk about all of this today. And um, so I was like, I feel like now is the time to start a gratitude practice. And I was like, I need to start paying attention to what is actually making me happy in a day. And I yeah. think, like, I swear I did this for two days and I think it was already working. Uh-huh. Like, it's not healing depression because, honestly, this what I've been feeling and this is a whole other thing but mental health is a real thing and Mm -hmm. it is a like chemical thing in my body but this is something I'm thinking about a lot with this these feelings of like being unfulfilled and stuff and um and it's making me realize what actually makes me happy in a day Mm -hmm. like oh I had a great workout this morning and we made something delicious for dinner or Robert and I went on a sushi and a movie date and that was great. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so but I just acknowledging those things that yeah. so often we don't acknowledge. Yeah. Like you just like look past them and yeah. obviously not every day you're going to have this like big thing that's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is so exciting. Cause if we all felt like that every day, we'd be totally insane. So yeah, you know, just kind of taking a moment every night at the end of the day. It's like the last thing I do before I get in bed. Yeah. To think, here was the thing that made me happy. And honestly, some days it's kind of hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, when you have a bad day, when I have to, like, force myself to think about it, it is kind of like, yeah. oh. But then I'm I'm always able to find something. Yeah. Like, even there was one day that I, um, it was a really annoying day, like, with my eye situation where I had to spend way too much money on eye drops and all this stuff. And when I was doing my gratitude journal, I was like, that's what I thought of. I was like, no, Sarah. And then I wrote down, I'm grateful for access to medicine. So it's like this, even when you have a bad day, if you can force yourself to rethink the situation, Mm -hmm. because like so much of this stuff is mental. And if we can just like appreciate what we're actually experiencing in a day and realizing that like this is a human existence and these are the things that make me happy and there's plenty of stuff that makes me happy yeah and there's a lot to learn from those things that you end up writing down yeah about yourself yeah because it is really interesting to see what makes me happy day to day Mm -hmm. and I I think I've repeated things once or twice but I'm trying to make it so I just can't write the same thing two days in a row right so, because sometimes it's the same well, kind of thing. Well, sometimes it's like a normal day. Yeah. You know? Right. But it is important because, but then that's the thing. It's like, even throughout your day, mm-hmm. 
you know, I have to think of two yeah. things. So like, what, if, like, what, if, what am I going to write down today? Like, what mm-hmm. is it? So you're constantly just thinking about gratitude as opposed to exactly. just life. That's the other thing. It's like when something happens, you really kind of take it in and think, oh, like I'm I could write that, that down. down tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, our salty sweets are sometimes like that for me. Oh, I know we're recording soon. Like, I have to find something. I'm like, that's really making me happy or something that's, you know. But it's And it's it's always better when you know what your sweet is, but rather than be like, I know what my salty is. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think (sighs) mental health is so... I mean, I'm glad we live right now where, like, mental health is being openly discussed much more than even when we were kids. But it's, like, I feel like the discussion about mental health is so necessary now because so many of us are struggling with it. Yeah, especially our generation. Yeah. And and then I always feel um, guilty because I'm, like, if you think, like... People in the depression were obviously stressed and depressed, like, <laughs> like in all forms. <laughs> yeah, it was also called the depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I heard heard something recently about how um, we are all a bit more stressed than normal lately because, like, our body reacts the same way to a bear chasing us as to the thought of like something we have to do at work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So our bodies and our brains don't know the difference and we get the same physical response. So yeah, it might seem silly that we're all stressed about like the random little things we have to do every day and that uncomfortable conversation we have to have tomorrow at work and all this stuff. But it doesn't change the fact that it is affecting our bodies and our brains mm-hmm. in a bad way. And Your like, body doesn't know the difference. Yeah. So it's, the exact same toll. Yeah. So, like, our problems might seem <sighs> small compared to past generations or even compared to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. But we all experience it in our own way and we're all feeling it in right. some way. Right. And, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is something I think about a lot because <laughs> I know many of my students in my classroom don't have their basic needs met at home. Yeah. And that breaks my heart and I can't think about it too long because then it will get me in a spiral of just like way too many dark thoughts. Mm -hmm. But even those of us who have our needs covered does not change mental health. Yeah. Someone who doesn't have their needs may have mental health issues the same Mm -hmm. way that someone who is like the richest. Oh yeah, someone could have everything in the world and... And... Yeah. But I do think that gratitude and I know meditation for a lot of people Mm -hmm. are big helps with that situation. I think that's my next step. Have you meditated before? Not like a practice. Like I've only ever meditated when I've been like so stressed and like anxious or whatever. But I, meditation is the thing that I've been like, I should really do that, but I'm not ready to do it. I'm not going to do it. But I feel like 2021 might be my year for meditation. I mean, gratitude practice to start is a great intro. Yeah. And it is almost like a little mini meditation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Meditation isn't always just sitting in one place and closing your eyes. Yeah, there are a lot of different forms. I mean, even like um, working out for me is kind of like a meditation. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I am definitely feeling myself creeping closer to opening up my arms to meditation. Yeah. Plus, it's one of those things that, like, all successful people meditate. And, like, it's been proven, like, on brain scans to show a difference in the brain. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Jeez. Man. Well, we knew that was probably going to turn into a therapy session. So thanks for um, <laughs> joining us on this ride. We have yeah. a really silly listener question. So hopefully it's so like. Guys, also, I hope we didn't mean this to like bum anybody out, but this is just something that's really been on both of our minds and we think it's an important topic. So hopefully yeah. you guys could relate to at least some of that. And I hope like even if this is something that's not directly affecting your life that you you can understand how a lot of people are having these questions and having internal struggles with Mm -hmm. identity as a young millennial entrepreneurial type of person and (laughs) I don't know or as a music teacher gravestone etcher you know (laughs) you know but I think identity is something that we all struggle with so yeah and Mm -hmm. I think as Americans, we have a work mentality that's really unhealthy. So these are important conversations to have, and I think we should talk about it more often. So yeah. anyway. Talk to your friends about it. Yeah, and check in on your friends. Be like, yo, girl, just chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to a very fun <laughs> listener question. This was an anonymous dm i received for our love q a but it was like a day late a dollar short yeah this person wanted me rename oh wow <laughs> this person wanted to remain anonymous yeah so her question was i'm dating a guy who's lactose intolerant like really lactose intolerant i love cheese can we discuss is this a red flag and then she wrote lol <laughs> to which case i'm like that's hard <laughs> Well, vegan cheese is not cheese. I think that if I was on a first date with someone and they said they were lactose intolerant, I'd be like, that's a bummer. But I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a deal breaker. I don't think it's a, this person asked if it was a red flag. I don't think it's a red flag. Definitely not a red flag. As long as they can allow you to eat cheese in front of them. Yeah. It may mean that your fridge is filled with half real cheese, half fake cheese. Yeah. Vegan cheese. Sorry, um, plant-based cheese or whatever type of cheese. Or no cheese for that person. Right. But. It- I think <laughs> this is something you guys can work around. You guys can get through this if it's meant to be. Yeah. Um, now, if you're a cheesemonger, like cheese connoisseur, and this was your biggest passion of your right. entire life, like, Ooh. I feel like that actually may be a really interesting relationship you would want to explore. Is right. like, you know. Yeah. What that would be like. But I don't think this person is that. So I think it's just someone like you and me, like, I love a good burrata. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't think it's a red flag. I think it's just a bummer because then you can't, like, experience cheese together. Right. Like, worst case, you just don't yeah. order cheese yeah. for your or shared like, appetizer. You make something at home. You do a separate part with cheese on it for you. And no cheese for him. Yeah. Or, or when you go out to eat, you're just not ordering things together. You order separate meals. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah. If he's worth it, you'll know. Yeah. If this is, like, something <laughs> that's annoying to you, but there are other issues, like, you could blame this for your relationship not working. <laughs> like, yeah. listen, you're a nice guy, but... <laughs> right. I really love cheese. But no, I don't think it's a red flag. 
As long as, like, he's not so messed up that, like, if you eat cheese and then kiss him, then he breaks out in hives. Oh, yeah, that would be bad. I didn't even think about that. But I don't think lactose intolerant people are usually like that. I think that's more of a digestion. It's not like an yeah. allergy. It's not an allergy. Yeah, so. it's not like you can't have cheese You should in the be house. okay. Plus, like, okay, seriously, I think the only thing that would be a bummer is, like, if you go out to eat and you really like cheese or, like, you like making certain dishes, you can't have cream in it or whatever. Right. But, you know, love's worth it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You may discover you really like other things, so. Yeah. You know. Or just, like, be like Liz Lemon and 30 Rock and have your night cheese and you, like, snuggle up with your Snuggie on the yeah. couch at night. You're like, listen, I'm having my cheese time. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Good luck with this uh, dating situation. Yeah, good luck. Keep us posted. There are a lot worse things that he could be mm-hmm. yeah. than lactose intolerant. Yeah, for sure. So, good luck. Yeah. Recommendations? Um. Yeah. So, mine is a product, but I don't have it with me because we're at your place. Um, so, I've had pretty bad eczema for the last couple years. Mm-hmm. This is part of how my body is not working properly. Um, <laughs> and, like, it was really good for a while, but in the last few months, it has flared up again for me. But anyway, all that to say that a while ago, I looked for a, um, well, part of the deal with my eczema is that it's really important for me to hydrate after my showers mm-hmm. in the areas where it pops up for me, which is mostly on my arms. And... um and I, like, I was tired of buying um, just, like, a lotion in, like, a squeeze thing or whatever because, you know, you always get to, like, partway to the end, but then you can't get any more out. You're like, and there's ah. still a ton in there. Yeah. And you have to, like, squeeze it out on your hand and then rub it on and then squeeze some more out and whatever. And it's, like, this whole process, which is honestly yeah. is just ugh, tiring. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, like, I really want something that's, like, natural, like, organic kind of thing. And preferably an oil that's in a pump bottle. So I can just, like, get a pump, put some on, rub it around. Especially after the shower when you're kind of damp is a good time to use those. So, a while ago, I bought this stuff. The brand is called Farm Aesthetics. And I got their Midnight Honey Bath and Beauty Oil. Because also honey is known to, like, be Mm -hmm. good for eczema or whatever. So, like, I don't know if this stuff is, like necessarily it's not like healing my eczema or whatever but i really do like it as my after shower like body lotion yeah and it has this really faint honey smell but the only ingredients are sweet soy oil honey and vitamin e nice clean and i've had it for a while and i'm only like halfway done with the bottle and it's like a nice glass pump Pump. bottle that's what's up yeah yeah i like it you can order it on amazon yeah, it's getting to that time of year where we have to use it. Mm-hmm. If you have eczema or not, you got it. You got to moisturize. Oh God, yeah, it's I get time. so dry. It's bad. Pennsylvania mm-hmm. weather. Well, that's All good. That dry indoor heat. Yeah, sucks. So where did you discover you. that from? Just from online? Yeah, I think I had seen ads for it and stuff, and like looked around on their website before. But then when I was looking for something specifically for my eczema, I was like, oh, I like the sound of this. Yeah. That's... And I do really like it. So I use it, like, on my legs after I shave my legs or, yeah. like, anywhere on my body that, um, like, I think you could even use it on your face. Or, like, it's, like, a bath and beauty oil. So if you're a bath person, you could put a couple pumps right into the bath water. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Wish I had a bath that was not disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I had a bath that was big enough to relax in. True. You know, you need Cramped. like a soaking tub to yeah. have a real good bath. I want to spread out. Yeah. <laughs> Jacuzzi. Yeah. My recommendation is going to be, everyone's going to be like, really? This is old. <laughs> what? By the time this comes out, especially. Yeah. But I want to know if you've watched it. Okay. Cheer on Netflix. No. What even Sarah. is it? Sarah. Oh, wait. Is this about female coaches? No. This what? is about a competitive cheerleading squad at a oh. junior college. But is it um, a real story or is it fictional? True, authentic documentary. Oh, okay. About Navarro's. This is like random junior, like tiny, tiny town. But their cheerleading squad is like, like best the in best? the country. Okay. And you need to stop what you're doing and you need to watch this, Sarah, because okay. specifically you, Uh huh. because I know like sports documentary, you're not going to watch that. That's not our paradigm here. No. Like, that's not our brand. <laughs> but I have never felt so like, <laughs> like my heart is just like exploding with these, these college kids. Uh-huh. They come from all sorts of diverse backgrounds, but just in general, the notion of competitive cheerleading being considered not a sport, quote unquote, oh. is disgusting. Yeah. And when you see the athleticism, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the amount of practice, the bot, like their bodies themselves, the, the toll they put on their bodies. Yeah. The skills and stunts that they do. And I'm like, and this isn't a Olympic sport. Why? There's <laughs> right. even a judging system. Uh-huh. And it's still not Olympic sport, mm-hmm. but if if you don't watch this show and just fall in love with like Jerry, uh-huh. who is the most amazing kid on the, on the squad, because mm-hmm. it talks about the girls and the guys, because the guys on the team too are like they face a lot of discrimination based off of like some of them are gay mm-hmm. and like oh that's not a masculine sport that's not a sport, but yeah. It is so captivating. And their <laughs> and their uh, head coach is a woman. Mm-hmm. They've been all over interview. You know, they've been on, like, Jimmy Kimmel and, like, Ellen okay. and whatever. They've become kind of, like, Netflix famous. Mm-hmm. But I truly have never been so, like, connected to a sports <laughs> team my entire life. And how long is it? It's, uh, I don't know. There's, like, each episode is maybe, like, 40 minutes. Oh, okay. And maybe there's, like, eight or nine episodes. Okay, so it's a little mini-series. It's a mini-series, and okay. they're coming back for season two, I'm told. Whoa. Because everyone's falling in love with okay. them. But this is a recommendation. If you have not watched Cheer, okay. stamp of approval, love them. Okay. And after, like, the first two episodes, you're going to be hooked. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm finally working my way through Modern Love right now, so maybe when I'm oh, done yeah, with that, I watch that I'll too. do Cheer. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. You're going to really love it. Okay. You can text me every episode. Okay. Like, can you believe? Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Okay, cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening to us go on about our internal struggles. Yeah. No solutions, just chats. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we, I think we hit some, yeah, we've got some plans. Dug up, dug up some ideas. Yeah. Um, it's also good to just commiserate and just know we're not alone. Yeah, that's true. That's important. So, um, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. So as you know, all that stuff really helps. Yes, totally. And you can always tag us on Instagram if you're listening or tell a friend in person. And Yeah. Yeah, get the word out. And don't forget to send us your questions on food, travel, 
mental health, all of it, burnout, hustles, Netflix hobbies, suggestions, whatever. Um, <laughs> at Passport Pizza Pod on Instagram, or you can leave us a voicemail too at seven one seven nine six four zero two one five. You can email us at hello at passportsandpizza.com. And you can find our show notes with all the articles we mentioned today and all that kind of stuff at PassportsAndPizza.com. Yep. And if you want to uh, see us in our day-to-day, you can give us a follow. Sarah is S-A-R-A underscore Cornelius underscore. And I am Roman Golightly, R-O-A-M and Golightly. And, of course, thank you to Lara's brother Will for our theme music. And we'll see you next episode. Talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. So long, farewell. (laughs) Yum. (laughs) What am I? (laughs) A grapestone etcher. etcher. (laughs)